hi there and welcome to this episode of the pathfinders light with me irose i hope you are blessed by the last episode as much as i was now this episode is titled understanding one another what does it mean to understand the next person at face values probably you could see it as being able to relate with the next person and all of that yes that is true but as a christian what does it mean to be able to relate with somebody what, what does it mean to understand the next person whether the person is a christian or not what does it mean to understand the next person because there's a fine line a very thin fine line between understanding where someone stands and then um agreeing with their position you know there's the line is very slim because it's okay to understand someone's position in an argument or with regards to an idea but then you do not have to agree with the person's position but these days our society pop culture you know is easily offended whenever we talk about quite a number of issues so how do you navigate all of that as a christian how do you relate with people and understand where they are coming from but then not necessarily agree with whatever it is they might be saying now in order to talk about this properly i want to go to its core and the core of understanding the next person is mercy now in the book of lamentations chapter 3 verse 20 i'm reading from the new king james version it says through the lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not they are new every morning great is your faithfulness now um (laughs) at face value when you look at it you know it gives you so much joy that god's mercies are new every morning so every day you wake up there is a new set of messages waiting for you it's not the same one you used yesterday in fact nlc that's new living translation puts it this way it says the faithful love of the lord never ends his mercies never cease great is his faithfulness his mercies begin afresh each morning you see it's even beautiful his mercies begin afresh now this particular statement is message begin afresh every morning it is both encouraging and scary the reason it's encouraging is because you can look up to or rather you can look forward to having a new slate each day you wake up you know you can be happy every morning you wake up knowing that god looks at you as though you've never done any wrong that's what it means for his mercies to begin afresh every morning every morning he looks at you as though you're this is the first time he's seen you in terms of committing wrong that you've never done anything wrong in your life that's how he's seen you every morning that's the encouraging part now the scary part is that is that because god sees you that way you have to see the next person that way also because the bible says that we should be perfect like our heavenly father is perfect and when the bible said that it was talking about how that god does not discriminate between the people who are um christians and those who are not you know he makes rain and sun to go upon both parties so whether you're good whether you're bad the same rain that's falling on the good person is the same rain that will fall on the bad person you know so basically we should be able to see everybody in the same light as in generally speaking so god tells us to be perfect just the same way he is perfect that's one point another point is the fact that there is a parable in i think matthew 18 that jesus um, described how some um, peter asked jesus a question how often should i forgive 
my brother if he sins against me seven times you just say no 70 times seven times then he gave a parable saying that there was a man who owed his master some cash and when he could not pay the master said that the man and his family should be sold and the money should be used to cover up for the debt and the man begged and he was forgiven and then that same man went and found somebody else who was owing him and said that ah this guy you must pay me all that you owe me if not i'm not going to leave in fact bible says he grabbed it by his neck and he was demanding for his cash and when the other servant saw it they felt very bad because this was someone who was just forgiven so they went to report to their overall ogre and the master called this guy and said ah no it's not good what you did you know and he sent him to the torturers for them to torture him very very well <laughs> and jesus said something frightening jesus said that so so will my heavenly father do to you if each one of you do not forgive from your heart um, when someone wrongs you do you know what that means it means that these mercies that are new every morning you cannot have access to them if you do not give the next person the same privilege if you do not see the next person with the same eyes of mercy that god sees you you cannot have access to it in fact much more than not being able to have access to it you actually have access to torture and um speaking relative to your life what that torture means is that god will remove his hand of mercy from you so whatever fate you meet is your own you get it's actually as serious as that i know you may see there's grace and all of that but see eh, jesus said this thing very plainly if you do not forgive you will not be forgiven in fact that's the factor that holds your forgiveness forgiveness itself is what holds your forgiveness so if you do not forgive you will not be forgiven there is no other way to interpret it there is no other way to look at the matter forgive to be forgiven so there you have it you have to look at everyone you meet with that eye of that innocent eye of ah this person has never done any wrong even if it's someone who just did you some kind strong thing the previous day you know or to be more serious someone who harmed you or harmed your family member or something like that you should be able to see the person as though the person has never committed wrong now it's getting serious but you're seeing how difficult it can be to be able to look at a kidnapper a murderer a rapist or someone who has done really really crazy bad stuff and say ah man this guy it's as though you've never done anything to me before in life but you know that that's how god actually sees us once we come to him for mercy that's how he sees us he refreshes his eyes before us like as though this guy has never done any wrong and not just that but every morning he refreshes it every single morning that mercy comes to you anew it's fresh you know so it's as though you've never done any wrong and he's calling us to the same life of mercy that we should be able to look at everybody we meet you know as though they've never wronged us that way when you're relating with people you don't hold a grudge you, you don't hold any offense even if what somebody said at the instant the person said it or what somebody did at the instant the person did it you know caused some um, offense inside of you you should let it go you should ask for help and let it go such that the next time you look at that person is as though that person did not do you any wrong it seems impossible but if god said we should do it it means the grace is available so rather than look for grace to hold grudge why not look for grace to be able to let things go it's available it's doable it's very very doable
in fact to make matters worse jesus said about because he, he mentioned this um th- this um thing i'm talking about now this mercy i'm talking about in when he had his sermon in the mount i think he also yeah he mentioned it in matthew 5 6 or 7 was it matthew 6 where he said that we should be able to to forgive men their trespasses when they trespass against us yes it was after the lord's prayer yes in matthew 6 that's where he said it so that if you do not forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also not forgive you you know but if you forgive them their trespasses then he will forgive you and guess what jesus referred to this sermon on the mount as the list of his commandments and see how heavy it seems for us to do something jesus referred to as the list you know this is the least, the very, very bottom part of his commandments, the tiniest thing regarding his commandments. And it seems like it is a big deal for us to, do, to be able to look at the, our neighbors and not hold grudges and not carry offenses around. And you know, <laughs> carrying a grudge is very, very um, tasking. It's demanding because you have to constantly remind yourself of the wrong the person has done. And in addition to reminding yourself of the wrong, you have to remind yourself of the evil emotions you feel. You have to go through the pain over and over. It's self-torture. Why not just let it go? You know, and just move on. Why not just do that? Now, the reason why mercy is the core of understanding your neighbor is because of the fact that when you see somebody with the eyes of mercy you have given a person a very very blank slate such that whatever idea your heart conceives regarding that person is going to be an idea that is devoid of biases that way your ideas regarding a person are going to be accurate now it is from this standpoint that i can now talk about the next part of this episode which is being able to discern a particular kind of person from another kind of person so you know how to accurately speak you know so you know the right words to use and so you don't throw your pearls to swine and they don't match it and then come and match you too now for the second aspect of this episode i'm going to read from matthew chapter 7 verse 1 it says judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured back to you and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not consider the plank in your own eye or how can you say to your brother let me remove the speck from your eye and look a plank is in your own eye hypocrite first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye do not give what is holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces now this short passage of scripture i just read has two parts the first part is about not judging people and saying that the same measure you used to judge people is the same measure that you will be judged by and then the second part is about how you should not cast your pearls to swine because they will trample it, um, upon it and then they will also come back and tear you in pieces so anyway the first part judging people and not judging people the people this part is referring to are people who will hear the word of god god is telling you not to judge them because you cannot look at somebody and be able to tell that ah this particular person is going to believe in if, if i preach that's actually why 
crusades are held because you don't know who is who if you knew who was going to believe to your message you would just go and select everybody that will believe you know and preach to the exact number of people who would believe but because you do not know that's why you preach the gospel to everyone even jesus himself when he came and died he did not die for only those set of people that are going to eventually make it to heaven he died for everyone such that there is a level playing field so anyone can decide to use the grace of God to believe in Jesus to be saved do you get so it's not for he didn't die for a specific people he died for everybody so you get so everybody has access if they believe it's not that he died and then it's only a particular um, set of people so anyway that being said there is a parable in I think Matthew 13 and mark for the parable of the sower that is the parable that accurately depicts what jesus was trying to say here when he says judge not that you will be not judged in that parable the sower went to sow and the seed fell on different kinds of grounds so we see that in the first type the um kind of people who were de- depicted were people who um once the word comes in satan comes because they, uh, they have little understanding satan comes and snatches it out of their mind the second group of people were people who had um they did not have deep enough roots so once trials and tribulations come because of the word um word that was sown you know they also they fall away and then the third set of people were people who this deceit fell among stones so when um deceitfulness of riches and all of that they'll come they will choke the word and it will not be fruitful and then the finally the last set starts was fruitful and then some of them 30 fold some of them 60 fold some of them a hundred fold you see that jesus himself has already divided the kinds of people who will hear the word you know by himself so it is not your place to judge and say that this particular person is not going to understand it this particular person deceitfulness or riches will choke it this part, it's not in your place jesus already knows who is who your own place is just to sow the word you know just so so the word and allow what is going to happen happen it's not your place to judge who is who that's what jesus was trying to say in um that verse of scripture i just read that it's not your place to judge and to limit somebody because the same way you limit somebody's potential to grow or to understand the word is the same way god is going to look at you and limit your own potential to grow and to understand the word that's it though in this case of mercy is what you give that you get so the same way you limit somebody's potential in your mind and say that ah no i don't think this person is going to understand this is the same way it's going to be done to you see uh, human beings have this capacity to just judge and limit people based on their own understanding of things or based on their own personal experiences <laughs> let me give a um a funny example when i was um six i learned how to play chess now someone wanted to learn from me and this person was an adult and imagine my six-year-old mind i remember vividly saying in my mind that time that am i sure this person is going to understand what i'm going to explain now because the moves are complicated i mean virtually every piece moves differently and this one that one down and then i ended up lying to the person about some of the moves that some of the um, chess pieces make because i just assumed it was going to be too complex for the person to understand 
now this person was probably in his 20s or so i was six and see the way i was judging the person's understanding i was limiting the person's understanding by my own understanding so that's what human beings have a propensity to do you know there's that capacity to just do it sometimes we don't know when, when we are doing it but we do it a lot so jesus is telling us that please desist from doing that just allow people to be people your own place is that you should give the word this is for people who will hear or take notes this is the set of people who will hear the word now it is by the spirit that you are able to discern you know when the word spoken from you has been transferred to somebody's spirit or not that's why god gave us the gift of discernment of spirits you know it's not for joke it's such that it's so that you can actually tell when deep is calling out to deep you can tell when there has been a um transference of what has what you have said into the person's spirit you know but it's not your place to now say how that word is going to be used it's not your place to now judge and say ah with this person's lifestyle even though this person has received the word i don't think it's going to go far it's not in your place to judge all of that that is what this verse of scripture is saying do you understand so please take note of that when you give the word to someone who will hear it allow the person hear it and leave by it your own is to pray and to hope that this person will use it properly it's not in your place to say that this person is not going to be uh, able to use it it's not going to grow so that's that now the second part of it is where it says um do not cast your pearls to swine and do not give what is holy to the dogs if not they will trample upon it and then tear in pieces so the dogs you know when jesus is talking about dogs and all of that he's usually referring to people who are on the outside you know people who do not belong to the fold those are the kind of people that jesus refers to as dogs if you remember when he talked to um one lady who was desiring healing for her daughter and then he used a similar parable and said that you don't give um, the children's food you know to the dogs and then the lady now you know said something interesting so, but that's not the point of this particular episode anyway what i'm trying to say is that the people jesus is referring to in this place are the people who will not hear but the thing again is that these ones who will not hear jesus does not just completely um judge them and throw them aside as though okay because they were not here let me just leave them he says do not give what is holy he did not say don't give anything at all he said do not give what is holy to them because they will not know how to handle the holy things so what then do you now do for them let me now tell you jesus himself answered the question by himself in his actions you see that many a time jesus will talk to the multitudes of people in parables and then his disciples will come and ask him why are you talking to them in parables jesus will say ah see you to you guys it's been given to you people to understand but to them it has not been given so therefore i talk to them in parables so that you know seeing they will see but they will not you know understand and all those things he said now what is the reason for him speaking to them in parables is because at such a point when they do decide to let go of their pride that parable will become a revelation and the word will now become fruitful in them but until that point the word should be hidden in a parable you know the word is presented in darkness if you see parables they haven't talked about how the word is it's actually in darkness sort of you know a seed is sown in ground inside of the ground is darkness you know it requires time to grow before it now sprouts out and reaches where sunlight you know can hit it and all of that so he and he shrouds the 
holiness inside of a parable he doesn't just give them holiness because they will not know how to handle it so it is only those among those people who decide to let go of their pride that understanding will now come to that's why he gave them in parables because jesus is very merciful the fact that people's hearts were resisting the word does not mean that he will not give them anything at all no because even when their hearts were you see jesus kept talking to the pharisees even though they kept resisting but you see there is nobody on earth that jesus gave parables more than the pharisees jesus would tell them so many parables the reason he kept giving them parables is because the parables eh they are god's way of judging whether a person has a contrite heart or not so if he gives you a revelation hidden inside of a parable it is only a contrite heart that will humble himself or herself and decide to learn the truth of that parable from god so that's what jesus was doing with the parable so when he sees the large multitude of people whose hearts were resisting where he could discern their hearts and know that these ones will not hear the word so i'm not going to give them what is holy i'll give what is holy to the people who will listen you that's why he always came back and expanded further um the holy things to his disciples but when he's talking outside he'll talk in parables the reason is because he does not want to give what is holy to the dogs or you know precious things to swine so they don't trample upon it so rather he will hide the holy thing inside of a parable so it is only those who like nicodemus will be willing to come and learn further from him and humble themselves that will learn what's the meaning of that parable is so that's what jesus was doing so i'm also calling us as christians you know to do the same when you discern you know discernment is key you cannot do without discernment in this matter of judging and not judging people because first of all you have to be able to judge you know whose heart will receive it you know so you know whether okay this is the person i can give the word but then don't judge that person and say that this person's heart will not keep it you know that's how it works then you should be able to tell whose heart will not receive it you should be able to tell whose heart is resistant to the word you know so that you don't give what is holy to that person because it's also a crime to give what is holy to the dogs because apart from the fact that they will trample upon holy things they will come and tear you in pieces so it's it's a very big issue so you should be able to discern who from who you should be able to tell whose heart is receptive and whose heart is not you know so that is what it means to use the spirit of discernment so i'm actually asking you if you've not started using this gift of discernment please pray for it the bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water part of those rivers you know it's plural part of those rivers is a river of discernment of spirits so ask for that river to flow out of you ask for that river to find expression so that you'll be able to discern who is who you know you'll be able to tell oh this one's spirit is right you know this one's spirit is receptive but you after you've told that this person's spirit is receptive, it is not your job to say how receptive. Do you get? God will only tell you it's receptive. Don't start asking just how receptive is this person's spirit. Is he going to keep it forever or not? If not, let me not waste my time. No, that's not your business. Your business is just to find out whose spirit is receptive and whose spirit is not. So that you know who to give the holy things to and then who to give the parables to. So this is what it means to properly talk to people. You know, how to accurately understand the next person. It is with the spirit of discernment that you're able to talk to the next person and able to find the right words to give the person whether it is the parable or whether it is the word plainly and boldly you know which is which it is with the spirit of discernment that you're able to properly delineate what from what so that you know whose hearts will be offended if you give them a particular thing and whose hearts you know will be understanding 
whichever the case is you need the spirit of discernment so i pray that you use the spirit of discernment in your everyday life and allow the spirit of mercy to envelop you so that when you look at people you give them a blank slate you you give everybody the benefit of the doubt you give them a chance you know to receive the word I pray that God helps you as you try to live the life that he has prescribed for each and every one of us. Amen. God bless you and bye.